Welcome to Dr. C and the D. I'm Dr. Carol Kowalczyk, and I'm here today with my wonderful, amazing PA, Alexa Krabowski. And the topic is going to be egg freezing. And I felt, and you did as well, that it was really important to have this podcast again, because I don't know about you, but I am getting a ton of women that are coming in to assess their fertility potential and to talk about egg freezing. So I know you've got a scenario story that you want to relay, and I have one too, just to show how important that talking about this is going to be for us. Yeah. So it's been really exciting. And I think, you know, empowering to see the increase in patients kind of being proactive and taking charge of their fertility. And, you know, more and more we're getting patients coming in to just check and see where they stand, get the basic information. And also, you know, having a strong interest in maybe being proactive, whether they're single or, um, you know, in a relationship where maybe they're not quite ready uh, to conceive, but they know they want to have kids and we're getting that basic information and, you know, providing potentially some options. So I've definitely had more patients than ever in the past couple of months. And I think part of that is, you know, hopefully through awareness, um, more physicians, whether that's family doctors, OBGYNs, you know, therapists, if they're talking about this, are kind of guiding people to say, hey, if you're curious, you have those questions, or you want to maybe be proactive for the future, you know, make that first appointment. Um, the first appointment isn't going to hurt anything with us, it's going to give some information and then kind of be able to process. So the story I wanted to share, um, which I thought was, you know, really Awesome was uh, actually from today, which was very suiting to our conversation. But a patient, you know, 34, we're kind of getting on that cusp of 35, where everyone's always real nervous about that number in the fertility world. And I explain to people, it's not that your potential plummets to the ground at that age, but certainly the decline's a bit more fast. Um, and the patient had shared that, you know, just stressing, worrying, wanting to have kids, not necessarily right now, but sometime in the future. And when we talked about that, you know, uh, they were sharing that with, you know, one of their providers and they said, make the appointment, you know, get the information. And um, that really brought so much relief to the patient of, hey, let's see what my potential is. What is my egg supply? This particular individual is married. So we're going to get the basics. We're going to get the sperm. We're going to get the anatomy. We're going to get the ovarian reserve and reconvene to consider some of those options. You know, are we considering freezing eggs? In this scenario, um, freezing embryos was, you know, definitely discuss because that's a little more, you know, stable of a structure and a plan for the future if we have a frozen embryo versus egg. Uh, so dependent on the person, whether you're single in a relationship, we can really provide some concrete information about where you stand and then kind of decide together if we want to be proactive or maybe just give reassurance, you know, you're looking pretty good. If you want to wait a little longer, or do we want to be proactive, that information is never going to hurt anything. And I think it brings a lot of kind of comfort and knowledge, knowing where we are and if we need to be proactive now or if we have a little more time. Right. And then I had someone recently who's 36, who was, you know, not with anyone, didn't have a partner, very bright, intelligent young lady. And she had talked to her provider and they said, well, go ahead and get your fertility potential checked and see what you need to do. And lo and behold, hormones were off. Her FSH was above 10 or AMH was less than one. What those numbers mean is that she started to have lower ovarian reserve. 
And she would never have known it had she not come in to get those hormones done. And because of those test results showing that her 36-year-old ovaries are older than the average 36-year-old, she's now being proactive and she is going ahead to do egg freezing because she wants to be able to have some eggs to bank, you know, for just in case uh, when she kind of, you know, eventually finds that special someone. And and this is important. So it, it's important to have those those discussions with those patients. And, and so again, egg freezing doesn't guarantee a pregnancy. That's one thing to definitely yes. make sure people are aware of. And depending on how old you are, there is a certain number of eggs that need to be frozen for a 75% chance of one baby. So if you're under 35, it's, you know, you know, what is it, Alexa, 10 or so, you know? Yeah. You know, 10 to 12, 10 to 12 eggs. And then if you're over 35, it's 15 to 20. If you're over 40, you're looking at 40 to 50 eggs for a 75% chance of, of pregnancy. And so the older you get, the more eggs you need to freeze for a chance of having those eggs to provide a pregnancy. And why is that? It's because they're, you know, unlike our guys who have constant you know, sperm production, we have a finite fertility potential. And so when you are 35, 50% of your embryos are going to be genetically abnormal. When you're over 40, over 80% of the embryos are going to be genetically abnormal. And that reflects the quality of the eggs. So as you get older, you need more eggs frozen to be able to find a good egg that's going to fertilize and be genetically normal. And it's interesting that your patient's married, my patient's single, you know, 30% of eggs will not survive the thaw. So you have to keep that in mind when you're doing egg freezing. And again, if you've got a partner and you kind of like your sperm donor, it's always uh, recommended to fertilize those eggs because they're hardier. You have less than 10% of those will not survive the thaw. And guess what? When you have an embryo, you can genetically test that embryo also. So say that you have eggs, you fertilize the sperm with sperm, you have six embryos, you might think, hey, I'm golden because I only want two kids. But if you're 38, then 60% of those embryos might be abnormal. And so you're going to want to go to the level of maybe genetically testing them because maybe you thought you had six embryos, but maybe you only have two. But again, it's empowering your fertility, giving you that extra knowledge. So like in your patient scenario, she's not ready for kids for two or three, four years. But if she does the egg freezing and the and, or embryo freezing now, she knows right now how many embryos that are genetically normal that she has to work with. That also doesn't guarantee a pregnancy, but it sure increases the chances, you know, if you've got a normal embryo. So, so yeah. that's kind of really important. Um, when it comes to uh, deciding whether to egg freeze, do you get checked and embryo freezing? So um, anything else you can think of to talk about for? I think just along these lines, um, one of the other things that I've seen popping up more frequently is a lot of women coming in from hearing stories, right? Friends are experiencing infertility, you know, I have a family member, a sister, a cousin. I have three friends that are doing IVF right now. And I think that with the more, you know, vocalization of people's journeys, infertility struggles, if you will, it is also prompting more people to take charge of their fertility. So I think that hopefully we're moving in the direction of people being more open and sharing their experiences and journeys, because that is also helping people that, you know, are not quite ready, but 
that are seeing, oh my gosh, this is, this is a reality. This is happening to two or three of my friends. This is people I know. We would have never expected this. And that is allowing them to, you know, take control and get a little more information, which I think has been interesting. And also just something a bit newer that I've seen over this past year or so that wasn't as common in the past. And you know what, you hit that nail on the head because there's two points. One is it shows you that it is more common than you think. Mm -hmm. Everyone knows somebody struggling with fertility. It's a medical condition. 10 to 15% of couples experience it. One out of eight couples. So, and, and the nice thing about it is, is I agree with you. People are more open to talking about it, which is awesome because mm -hmm. the more you're talking about it, the more support you can have if you're going through fertility. Plus it also brings awareness to the fact that you're not alone if you're struggling and makes awareness to what our finite fertility potentials are. And I have to compliment everyone who's talking about it. The more we talk about it, the more comfortable we're going to be getting the evaluation done, getting the treatment options. And I got to give kudos to the couples who are talking about it, who are talking to each other. And I got to tell you, I agree. I'm seeing it more and more now than I did years ago. And I've been doing this for quite a long time. It's our 20th anniversary of Michigan Center. And I've been doing this way before that. But also kudos to the OBGYNs, kudos to uh, the primary care, kudos to, you know what, I got to tell you, the Hollywood group, I mean, they used to be all secretive about all this stuff. And I got to tell you, the the people that are in the public eye are, are more yeah. open about their fertility struggles. Jennifer Aniston, the Kardashians, uh, the, you know, the sports figures, I mean, they're open to it. So people are seeing it on social media more. And, and people are, are are being more reflective and more sharing their journeys, which is now making more awareness for, you know, the, the ability to check fertility potential. Yes. So, so hopefully this has helped you with learning about egg freezing and don't be afraid to even get that initial evaluation because then Alexa and myself and the rest of my team, uh, Drs. Boudreaux and Mandy, uh, can help decipher what those test results mean and then guide you whether, hey, you're good and let's maybe check it in a few months to a year or, hey, you know what, we're starting to see some things that are a little concerning. Should we talk about it now? Or, hey, you know what, I, you know, I'm not, I'm not ready for a kid, but I want to have that reassurance that I've got at least something that to work with if I need to. Well, hopefully this has helped you with uh, any of those questions and concerns. So uh, thank you for listening. I'm Dr. Carol Kowalczyk from Dr. C and the D and we'll be having another topic next time.